0: Welcome back to Owls Only, the Adult Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Hope, and I love that chicken from Popeyes. Here with my co-host...
1: I'm Hunter, and I was born in the toilet in the crud zone.
0: So, today we are talking um, King Star King. So, the first online original, did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, apparently, like, um, they didn't want to air this on TV... Which I kind of get, because it is, like, disgusting, and it is, like, incredibly sexual, too, especially, like, the original run before they did the special. Um, didn't like, they...
1: Go ahead. Didn't they change their mind and air it on Tsunami or at
0: least the pilot? they definitely aired it on tv like because when you go on the wikipedia article it shows that like um it shows like the website date and then also like the date it aired on the network but like i think this was the first time they like premiered a show on the website because this is also like this is summer 2014 so this is nine years ago and this is um a couple months before um fish center So, this would make it, this does make it the first, like, online original. Because this is, like, a couple months before they really start the streams up. But, um, yeah. So, it's created by J.J. Villard, who also did um, J.J. Villard's Fairy Tales in 2020 and the Trap Universe pilot in 2018. Um, What are your thoughts on those?
1: Um... I just rewatched Trap Universe the other day, and I rewatched the first couple episodes of Fairy Tales. I didn't watch all of them, but I like Trap Universe, and I thought Fairy Tales when it came out. I thought it was okay. I didn't love it, and I didn't hate it, although some episodes are funnier than others. Like, the Pinocchio episode is really funny, and it's my favorite, yeah. but I think his work is pretty, pretty consistent, pretty consistently decent.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember I really did not like um, fairy tales when I when it first came out. But the first one I watched is the one is the fucking um, is the fucking back boils one. So that's kind of like you know that's that's probably why because was the was that one on April Fools or was it the um or was it the Rapunzel one or the the Goldilocks one?
1: It was the Goldilocks massacre.
0: Okay, I don't know why I always associated the fucking the back boils one with it then. Um, that was in the ads a
1: lot before the show came out. Was that scene specifically?
0: Yeah, because like when I think of fairy tales, it's like the first thing that comes to mind. But I did rewatch it in preparation for the Kingstar King special that just came out, and it is actually pretty solid. I think it's funny. Um, it's definitely a lot better than I gave it credit for. I think it, I think it's pretty solidly funny. It's good. But um, JJ,
1: go ahead. J.J. Villard also has two student films. One of them is called Chestnuts of Ice Lolly and you can't find it online anywhere and Mm -hmm. one of them is called Son of Satan which you can find online and I watched it and it's the way it's animated is almost has this like sketchbook look and the premise of it is really dark it's like about a bunch of kids that basically are bullying this other kid and it escalates to the point that they try to hang him but the main kid feels guilty and he like goes and like lets him down and lets him live and it's just basically like a little short story about that and very interesting student film um jj Villard's stuff always has this like dark fucked up like feeling to it but that film especially was like way way dark
0: yeah that's also i remember um trap universe came out in 2018 and i knew nothing about jj Villard. i'd never seen king star king so i watched the trap universe pilot and i fucking hated it because i thought it was just it was too bleak for me i thought it was just like this just like makes me upset but then I watched it again and I think it's I think it's very funny. I th- I really like I think Traplord is funny. I think his little um his the little like main character's kid like bullying Traplord by like fucking with him is funny. Um but yeah, he makes good shit although he does make like incredibly fucked up shit. That I feel like a lot of people don't. I feel like a lot of people don't like because it's so fucked up. But I do think it's like it's good. I like Sorry. I like all Jujiflare shit. Everything, yeah, everything I've seen that he's made is good. Even
1: that student film, even though it's really dark, I thought it was well written and the yeah. drawings were really nice. Did
0: you did you all did you also confuse this with Mongo Wrestling Alliance for for the for longest time?
1: Um, no,
0: I actually don't know a lot about Mongo Wrestling Alliance. Me neither, but I, all, for some reason, I always put the two in, like, the same category. I always used to think of them that, I was like oh, yeah, these are, like, the same thing, even though they're probably very different. But, um, Mongo's one of the very few shows that I haven't watched. There was, like, this is also one of the few shows I hadn't watched before, like, last week. But, um, yeah, I used to always, conf- like, confuse these two. So, we can just get, like, right into the pilot. So they live before time, apparently. Like, the setting is very interesting, because apparently, it's it's like, they said it's a couple billion years before time, right? Yeah. And the basic plot of the pilot is that, um, King Star King wants to fuck Snow White, but Snow Snow White is God Star God's daughter, right? Yes. So, um... Godstar god like exiles him from the heavenly realm to the crud zone which is just like this disgusting like this disgusting like city type thing where like most of the show takes place um but yeah i because in this god star god is like very clearly like his enemy you know yeah he does not
1: like king star king
0: yeah, like, Godstar God fucking hates him and exiles him to the crud zone. That's, like, the setup for the show. But – um, and then the, like, the the villain of this one is, like, this rabbit thing who has the same – it's the same voice as Roxo. Because one of the creators – one of the co-creators of this is Tommy Blacha from Metalocalypse. And he voices, like, almost all the characters in the show. So he voices that little, like um, – Little rabbit thing. Is, is does the rabbit sound like Roxo or does it sound like Face Bones? I know it's one of the two. Do you remember? I think he sounds like Face Bones to me. Okay, yeah, I think I think he I think he's Face Bones, and I think Hank Waffles sounds a bit more like Roxo. Um, big thing that the big huge misfire that the special did was they recast Hank Waffles with um Justin Roiland. Uh, amazing timing on that. <laughs> um. But, yeah, so I, I think if they do more, they're definitely, like, you know, just going to have um Tommy Blacha do Hank Waffles again because, like, you know, they have officially cut their ties with Justin Roiland, cause, which good, because, like, fuck him. But it was very, very bad timing for him to just – for them to release the special, like, immediately after they cut ties with him, you know? When I was watching
1: the special, seeing the credits was kind of like a brick getting thrown at my face. Because so like executive producer Justin Roiland, top build writer Justin Roiland, Hank Waffles, and Cop
0: Justin Roiland, his name shows up like three or four times in the credits, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I was fucked. Um, I, I honestly don't think he had that much to do with writing it because I, I feel like, um. Cause I don't think he fucking writes anything. Because what, what we're hearing is like, even though most of like the Solar opposite staff like have never met him, so I feel like he pitched like two or three jokes, but they gave him like top billing because, like you know, before two months ago, he was like the biggest name in animation. Um, so I feel like that's probably why they gave him like such high billing on like the re- on like the um writers like section of the credits. Or I hope so, by the way, because I really like that special. Um but so yeah so Kingstar king is like essentially immortal which i kind of noticed throughout like the show because he does like die constantly or he just kind of like explodes his like insides out of his fucking body and it's always just kind of like reforms um when i saw the
1: ad for the special for the first time before i had watched any of the show because the ad for the special is what convinced me to like watch the show and get ready when he Same. like exploded in the ad i was like oh does he just like die on the specials like how does he
0: come back from that yeah he just does it all the time it's funny um but yeah so they kingstar king has he's exiled from the heavenly realm to the crud zone and he's got like his little sidekicks he's got um who's uh, the wizard who's like a duck thing and gerbils the flying they call him a flying robot bear in the pilot and he does not talk in this he does not talk through i think he says like one or two words throughout like the throughout like the first season but in um in the special he's like a fully like talking character uh does puza also really doesn't do that much in this show did you notice that
1: the biggest thing he does is he he basically creates hank waffles
0: yeah, the biggest thing he does, especially in the pilot, is because, um, like, King Star King works for Hank Waffles, who's, like, this guy who runs, like, a waffle restaurant, and then um, Hank Waffles gets, like, fucking brutally murdered, and as he's dying, King Star King has a his consciousness into, like, the mascot, which is just, like, this, like, man with, like, a stack of waffles as a head. So Hank Waffles is now just, like, this fucking abomination who, like, wants to die, which is funny. Um, But yeah, does this remind you of Korgoth? Yes, it does. This is very Korgoth to me, which is why I think it's funny that people, like, at least a lot of, at least back in the day, I think people have softened on it. A lot of people hated it back in the day, but, like, this is essentially, like, Korgoth with, like, taking two steps further. Um, I remember... I used to think the show was bad
1: because I had saw like a video review of it on YouTube. I'm not going to say who made it, but um, yeah. I saw a video, I saw a video review and the guy was just basically like really relentlessly harsh on the show saying it was terrible. It was disgusting. It was crude. And my tastes hadn't fully developed at that point. So I just like took the video at face value and I'm like, wow, that show sure does look terrible. But watching yeah. it for myself, I, I loved it.
0: Yeah, it's great. And also, I think that um, a lot of people are like, well, it's gross, but they really don't think about, like, how much fucking artistry is, like, in this show and how much, like, you know, how they, fu- like, just think about how much it takes to draw, like, one of these fucking backgrounds. It's crazy. Like, the show, the show is insane how good it looks, I think. I think it's, fuck- like, because it's it's disgusting and it's, like, crude, but, like, the animation is genuinely like expressive and beautiful. It's like, it's almost like, it's like super jail in a way. I think
1: the animation is so fast paced that it doesn't really give you time to feel grossed out about anything happening because before you can like process how you feel, something else is already happening. That's completely different.
0: Yeah. Like, um, I, I think it was, I, somewhere I saw someone described it as, um, super jail on bath salts, which I do kind of agree with. It is kind of like Super Jail. It's like Super Jail and Korgoth taken like two steps further into just like pure insanity. Um, like, for example, the first, like the first um, episode's conflict is that rabbit, what's his name? Spring Bunny. Spring Bunny, which I always confuse a Spring Trap because they are like, same na- like similar names and they're both like rabbits. Um spring bunny wants to spring bunny has a virgin powered evil evil robot that is powered by um snow white's virginity and so king star king and his crew break in there and so to stop the robot king star king just fucks her like king star king just fucks her to destroy the virgin fuel source and then he like he like flushes spring bunny down the toilet which is funny but um yeah what'd you think of the pilot I liked the pilot. Um, when
1: I was initially watching through the whole show, I thought I watched it in two different sittings, so it may just be like I was in a different mood, but I thought the last four episodes of the show were better than the first three, including yeah. the pilot. Like yeah. everything from the fantasy lounge episode on, I really loved. And then like those first three I just liked.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, King Star King is just stuck in um, – King Star King is stuck in the crud zone, and, like, his love interest is Snow White, but she kind of disappears after the first two episodes. Did you think that she was going to be – did you think she was going to be his wife in the special? I was wondering what they were going to do with that. I thought – because, like, she, his wife in the special is, like, a blonde woman. So I'm like, oh, is it going to be Snow White? Because, like, she was so set up to be, like, um, this important character in the first, like, two episodes. And then she's, like, completely gone from the rest of the show. If you um,
1: remember, she she dies and they uh, bury her at the end of the first proper episode.
0: Oh, yeah. Um. So the first proper episode... I fucking love the narrator guy in this show, like the guy who opens and closes every episode by narrating cuz he's like he's like a cosmic marvel character, you know? I was a little sad he wasn't in the special. Yeah, he should have been in the special. He's like he's a great character. He's like um there's this guy in Marvel Comics who's just been adapted to like one of the TV shows and the one of the, he's, he got adapted to the to the animated TV show, which is awesome but it looks bad. Um it's it's called Uatu the Watcher, and, like, his thing is he just, like, introduces, like, fucked up, sh- like, um, stories in the Marvel Universe. We'll be like, hey, he's, like, he's, like, the host of, like, the Twilight Zone, but for, like, Marvel Comics, where he'll just, like, pop up and just, like, be like, hey, this happened one time in the multiverse. Wasn't that fucked up? Anyway, I'm, I'm Uatu the Watcher, and, like, this is how it ends, you know? Um, But they, they adapted him for the What If TV show... Which I think that show fucking rules and is awesome, but the art style looks like Spider-Verse, but worse. And that's all I'll say on that. But I fucking love the narrator guy. I think he's great. Um, This is the one where they have to fight Alfonso Molestro, who's, like, a weird, like, scorpion-looking guy. And he, he straight up takes off Snow White's fucking head, which is crazy. Like, um... He takes off her fucking head, and they, he, like, does he, no, he sends the head back, and then he takes the body, right? Yeah, he just wanted the body. Okay, he takes the head, does, does he, like, send the head back to them at Hank Waffles? I think
1: he just launches it through space, and it happens to land at Hank Waffles.
0: Okay, one of my notes for this episode just says, um, your generous utters are bewitching. So I'm, I am don't, don't remember what joke that was, but it's funny. Um, I love how much Hank wants absolutely nothing to do with any of any of this. Like he wants them all to die. Like he just like, what does he say in this episode that you that you loved? Like your favorite line? He's He says something like, you know what? I'm glad Snow White died. I hope
1: you all die too, which is my favorite or maybe second favorite line from the whole
0: thing. Like, yeah, like, Hank doesn't want anything to do with this bullshit. He hates all of them. He wants all of them to die. And, like, King Star King just, like, loves him and brings him along in every adventure, which is kind of really funny and endearing. Um, I also love how in every – I feel like he – does King Star King do crack before every fight?
1: He does some form of a drug. I can't always tell what it is, but he usually, like, smokes or snorts or drinks something, like, yeah. before every fight he gets into.
0: Yeah, he does it like every time. Um this epi- this episode has that little subplot of um Kuza and Gerbils making out. Did that also remind you of the Cybernetic Ghost and Oglethorpe from the Aquatine movie? I didn't think of that, but now that you say that, I totally see it. Cuz they're both just kind of like funny side characters and they start making out. I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is just like um this is just like uh Oglethorpe and ever Og- Oglethorpe-, Oglethorpe and the Cybernetic Ghost." But yeah, this show is like the setting is very cosmic Marvel and like the um the guy like the narrator guy is very cosmic Marvel. And it's also just kind of mixed with like a court with like Korgoth and then like that Beavis and Butthead like desert trip scene in the movie. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Does it remind you of that? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so first episode, pretty good. Um, I think, it, and they do just kind of kill off Snow White, and then that's, like, the end of her, even though she's, like, so telegraphed to this major character. Um, so the next episode is Chunkles and Smear, which is, like, that's the one with these two little goblins that are, they almost kind of remind me, like, the Moppets from Venture Brothers. Um, like, these little goblins just running around, and then, like, this giant, disgusting woman is, like, their mother, and is she she wants to fuck King Star King, right?
1: She's basically sad that
0: she's
1: like so ugly that she doesn't get any action, so King Star King decides that it's like his duty to like fix that.
0: Yeah. Her name is her name is Baroness Sludgeclot, right? I believe so. Um and also King Star King has a giantess fetish, which is fetish, which is funny. And also, how many conflicts in this show are solved by King Star King just like having sex with them? Like, it, it's, it's at least two. Um. The, oh, this one has the great, because, like, King Star King has to go take out um, Baroness Sludgeclot on, like, a date and, like, have sex with her. And then, like, Kuza Gerbils, and Hank Waffles have to watch, like, these fucked up little, her fucked up little children. And, like, Hank Waffles tells them to go, like, play hide and seek. And then they hid in the deep fryer.
1: That is the f- one of the funniest bits in the show. I think is the ending of the episode where they're in the deep fryer and then their mom just eats them.
0: Yeah, Baroness Sledgeclaw just kind of comes out and eats them. Um, the Watcher guy also says bambinos, which I noticed because like is he's like he just randomly becomes Italian. Maybe he's always Italian. Um, but yeah, he's just like Bam- he just says bambinos, which I laughed at. Um, uh, this is also Titmouse show. This is one of the early Titmouse shows, I think. Um, which is interesting, because, like, I'll... there's a point in, like, the early 2010s when, like, almost everything on Adult Swim was getting animated by Titmouse. Like, this, Venture Brothers, Metalocalypse, like, it really felt like everything on Adult Swim was being animated by Titmouse.
1: Super Jail changes the Titmouse for its, um, last three seasons.
0: Oh, yeah! Yeah, Super the Tit Titmouse. Um, Royal Crackers gonna be Titmouse. So they just dropped the trailer for. Um, what What you think about Royal Crackers? Do you see the trailer? Uh,
1: I did see the trailer. I don't really have many thoughts on the show. I think a lot of people think it looks really bad, and it's kind of like a subject of jokes for some people. But Absolutely. I just think it, it looks it looks all right. I'll watch it.
0: I'm going. To, a lot of people have just decided it's bad. I think, which is also kind of annoys me about adult animation because people do that with like every new adult animated show. Like, so I'm going to watch it and form my own opinions. Something I think you might find interesting, though, is the guy did an interview, and he said that he want, he's trying to make Royal Crackers look like a Beavis and Butthead-style type thing from the 90s. He's trying to do the same thing that, like, they're doing with the Beavis and Butthead reboot, they want to capture that sort of, like, shaky art style from, like, the 90s. I can respect that. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think that's cool. But, um... So yeah, this is uh the next the next episode is Fat Frank's Fantasy Lounge, where Kingstar Kingstar King is kind of straight up just a fry cook, which I think is funny because he he is he's definitely like he's like this He Man um like he's like this He Man like Horgoth type figure where he's just like this badass guy with like powers who goes around and just like has sex with like people like fucking hot ladies and stuff, but he's also just like a fry cook, which I think is funny, um. And I also like how every background character in the in Hank in the Hank Waffles restaurant is just like either disgusting freaks or just like women with like like horrifically large like tits, which is funny. And um so what this you said this one was like is this this one's one of your favorites, right? The the Fat Franks Fantasy Lounge. This one
1: was the point where I really started getting into the show and I really started loving it. And then the one that was my absolute favorite was the one after this, The Saga of Mike Balls. But yeah. this one was really good.
0: This is the one where, um, because there's like, it's like a cosmic STD that does this, right? Like the Fantasy Lounge. Yeah, the big brain. The Fantasy Lounge is essentially the Joy Can from season one of Adventure Brothers. It's like essentially the same thing. But like, instead of being like, it's a science thing. It's like, like I said, a cosmic STD um i also like how when they went to the lounge there's like portraits of presidents all over it like teddy roosevelt is one of the portraits for some reason um so it creates like anything you want essentially which is just the joy can from venture brothers so hank waffles makes like it's like a he calls it, like a chicken cola right like the thing he makes. oh yeah
1: it was like his favorite drink as a kid and they like don't make it anymore
0: yeah, so Hank Waffles makes like a chicken cola. And like the big thing I remember from this episode is just like every time they cut back to Hank Waffles and his fantasy, he's just like fuck bu- he's just like breastfeeding. Like he's just like he's just like a he's just like a nostalgia baby. And I think it this also works a lot as like a commentary on um on like what a lot of pop culture is where it's just like it is just like feed me things that I remember from like being a kid, you know.
1: Yeah, because especially we're getting like so many reboots right now, and I'm excited for a decent amount of them, and I like a lot of them. Like the Beavis and Butthead reboot is really good, but it's also really damaging to where we can't get original things. Like Craig McCracken was talking about how he's been pitching all these shows and they wouldn't take any of them. So he had to like do the Powerpuff Girls reboot that he's working on, which I'm sure he's happy to do, but it wasn't like the first thing he wanted to do.
0: Yeah, it is essentially like it is very hard for things that are new to get made anymore. And it, it really does, it, it does feel like every week you get on Twitter and they announce that like some they're making more of something, you know, which, which is, um, which is cool when it's good, but sometimes it, it does get like kind of annoying. But, um, but yeah, I really like Hank Waffles' whole thing because he's just like he's just a nostalgia baby. Like Hank Waffles, like Hank Waffles is gonna gonna complain about like women in his Ghostbusters and stuff in like two seconds. I I think that entire plotline is really funny. Um, did you see that part in this where um Gerbils is just like licking this cat's ass that looks like Normal from Garfield? Yeah, I did notice that in the um jj
1: Villard did a reddit ama when this show was relatively new and all of his answers in it are like he's typing in all caps they're completely unhinged and someone asks about that and his response is something along
0: the lines of like garfield is sexy (laughs) (laughs) oh that's really funny um, but yeah. Also, the thing is, the thing the show does is the background score is just like classical music that's like um, that's like public domain. Because I noticed that because they use one of the tracks in this episode that's like something they use on Frisky Dingo all the time, and I'm like, this is like Frisky Dingo classical music, which is funny. But. Um... So next episode is the Saga of Mike Balls. This one's your favorite, right? Yeah, this one is my
1: favorite. Before we did this today, I rewatched this episode. I rewatched a little bit of the pilot and I rewatched the special.
0: Yeah. Um, does
1: Mike Balls sound like Toki to you? Yes, I was going to bring that up earlier when you said the uh, spring rabbit sounded like face bones. I was going to bring that up, but I decided to wait until now
0: yeah mike balls sounds very toky to me like he sounds a lot like Toki wartooth um the bully in this episode what what's the bully's name i forgot i forgot it's either it's tim tumor or tom tumor it's tim tumor it's tim tumor he does his stupid little fucking song and dance which is funny um yeah but like this episode is mike balls is like this fucking annoying little like Kid and he's getting bullied by Tim Toomer who's just this asshole. And um, Kingstar King wants to help Tim Tumor by like he want no, he wants to help Mike Balls like get like like badass enough to just straight up murder Tim Tumor, which is funny. But like Mike Balls is just like he just he he's just, he's just Steven Universe. Like Mike Balls is just Steven Universe where he doesn't want um he doesn't he th- doesn't think anybody should fight. And this is like not the universe for that, which is funny. But I, I, in my notes, I have um, Kingstar King is kind of a nice person. Immediately next note is, okay, he did just roll Mike Balls into a joint and smoke him something i started to notice with this
1: episode is that this show has a lot of subliminals in it where there'll be like text on the screen usually relating to like violence or sex or drugs and there'll be a lot of things that are in like the shape of a dick like yes. when Kingstar king is about to give mike balls the hot dog that has the steroids in it it sh- it like zooms up and
0: his shadow is the shape of a dick and then it says rise up yeah I like it. Everything in the show is just dick-shaped, like, all the time. But, um, yeah, so this episode is just, like, King Star King trying to train Mike Balls into, like, being a badass so he can kill Tim Toomer. And it's it's a very good one. I think this one's funny. And this is the one also where I noticed that Hank Waffles is, like, the Carl of this show. Um, Because he really – he just doesn't want anything to do with any of this shit. There's a point where
1: he's joining in on antagonizing Mike Balls, where he lights all the fireworks under him.
0: Yeah, it's very Carl. But um, so we also have springtime in the Gigantiverse. And what what percentage of the animation in the original in the original series is just like boobs? Like, have you noticed that? Where it's like yeah, like ninety percent of it is just boobs. But um. This is the one where Hank Waffles falls in love with um, Burger Bitch. Bitch. Love Burger Bitch. Um, and she, Burger Bitch's thing is that she's, like, in love with cowards, right? Yeah. She's. I also... One thing I do love about this show is that Kingstar King, he's, like, an asshole. But he does genuinely love his friends. Like, he loves Hank Waffles and wants him to be happy. Which I do think is... It's nice. I like that. Um yeah this is this more develops that hank waffles has like a giant fucking mommy fetish which is funny um and then hank waffles is just like a massive coward and but he's like she ends up not like because like she brings back her ex like her ex comes back who's also a burger and is it king star king that beats the shit out of her ex or somebody else It's Kingstar King, and then
1: what ends up happening is that she sees that her ex is also a coward, and that makes her like him again, because she thinks, well, Hank is a coward, he's also mean, and that, like, takes away from it.
0: Yeah, he's like an asshole, which is, like, because, like, Kingstar King, like, beats the shit out of her ex, and, and, like, Hank Waffles is, like, laughing and joining in, so he's, like, an asshole, and because of that, she's, like, she's, like, oh, well, I don't fucking, um, she's, like, oh, I don't like, um, I don't like you anymore because of that. Um, Hank Waffles also does like disgustingly racist yellow face in this episode, which you know, classic Adult Swim. Uh, Burger Bitch's voice reminds me a lot of Katya from Archer, which I just realized you're not gonna know what that means. Um, but there's they introduce this character in Archer named Katya, who, and I think Burger Burger Bitch sounds a lot like her. But um, so the final episode before the special is called. Qua City. And so this took me a second to understand what the hell was happening. So it's like this guy goes around and he's like robbing like places and he 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 like just like sucks people into like this utopia inside his head, right? Yeah, like one of his eyes comes off and it makes like a tornado. Yeah. And so they get they all get sucked into um Quakwa City inside this guy's head which is effectively just kind of like a utopia it's like it's like it's like a perfect world but um and like they they all want to stay there except for King Star King cuz he knows it's all fucked up and um he ends up what happens is they they they're going to allow them to stay there as long as King Star King like bows down to um Quakwa I think is that what the conflict was yeah, where they're kind of in the
1: court and he has to, like, pledge allegiance to Qua, Qua. He has to say something like, Qua Qua is number one, or something yes. really simple like that, and then he That's just refuses it. to say it.
0: Yeah, because he, he's he's just, like, an asshole. He won't, like, he won't say anything um, that, like, implies that, like, someone's, like, better than him because he's, like, an asshole. He just, like, won't do it. So he gets them all kicked out of this, like, utopia inside the universe and um... That was the show's ending for nine fucking years, so this was um. So a couple, so this nine years go by, we get like the Trap Universe pilot in 2018, and we get um, we get JJ Valar's Fairy Tales in 2020, and then you what was you had a theory about this relating to Fairy Tales, didn't you? Like the special. Um, a lot of adult
1: swim shows seem to get some kind of two-season deal where stuff like Laser Wolf, Hot Streets, and the Jellies weren't very popular at all when they came out, but all of them got second seasons, so I was assuming that when they like sign for a new show, like even Bird Girl and Teenage Euthanasia, which are arguably like more well-received those yeah both got second seasons too so i was assuming basically when they sign on for a new show they like give it a two season deal and i was surprised that fairy tales didn't get a second season so i was wondering if they were like all right we don't want to do a second season but we'll let you do something and then he was like okay let's do Kingstar king
0: yeah because it is a very very deep cut for them to bring back because, like, when they were making, um, we think about because also loves to do specials and like they did, they do like the Moral Oral special and they do like, um, like the Harvey Birdman and Twelve Ounce Mouse special, which is kind of similar to what's going on right now with like the Kingstar King and Ballmaster specials. But like, Birdman is beloved; everybody loves Birdman, and Twelve Ounce Mouse had a really strong fan base. But it was very interesting that their decision to bring back Kingstar King because King it's it is a very deep cut, you know like i have
1: not heard many people besides of like video essay thing i saw on youtube i haven't really heard people talk about this show positively or negatively like i haven't heard people say that they had just known about it or watched it before the special was
0: announced yeah like it was this was a very deep cut i think which is interesting but um so yeah, after nine fucking years, we're back. We got a new art style. We got the fairy tales art style now. Um, so I love the entire setup of this episode because I was wondering, I was watching it, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" But in a very almost like in a very almost ventury way, they don't lay they don't lay it out for you. But they, sh- but like in the se- uh, in like the second half, you get it. You're like, "Oh, okay." Because it starts off and Kingstar King is now just like a normal guy with like a wife and kids living in, in the normal zone, which is what it's called. And um he works for Amazon, which I something this they they do like a very similar thing to Aqua Teen Forever Plantasm, where they bring back these characters after like fucking eight or nine years, and the first story is they're fighting Jeff Bezos and Amazon, which I think fucking rocks. A lot of people have complaints with that. Like people were like, "Who doesn't fit with Kingstar King?" But like, I think more Adult Swim shows should come back and just immediately start with them fighting Jeff Bezos. Like that fucking rules. I think it's awesome.
1: Um, I I like that they went with that premise too. It's it's really funny.
0: It's awesome. I love it. But um, so Kingstar King is like he's like fat and he's like balding and he's middle aged and he works for Amazon now. And so he goes to and so he like. He gets called in to Jeff Bezos' house and so he leaves his family and you know he like drives away from them and he's like sobbing in the car and I was watching this like what the fuck is going on? Like cuz I'm like I don't like I don't understand what's going on here but then he goes to um he he goes to Jeff Bezos' castle and forces him to cut out his own kidney with like a chicken bone and then he takes the kidney and he escapes And he goes back to the crud zone where you find out that he's been doing this for years as part of a ploy to steal Jeff Bezos' kidney to make an Amazon kidney waffle so they can get a Michelin star for the Hank Waffles restaurant, which is fucking awesome. I love that reveal.
1: Uh before I get too into talking about the plot, I wanna point out um there are a few interviews they did with JJ, and it seems like the new art style in this wasn't for budget reasons. It wasn't to make it cheaper. It was like his own choice to reflect him calming down and like settling down over the years, where like what's happening with King Star King in the beginning with like the wife and kids and the dog and all that is also what happened to like JJ in real life.
0: Yeah. I love the new art style. I think there's nothing wrong with it. There, I mean, there people people were bitching about it because people will bitch about anything. But I I really do like the new art style. I think it's cool.
1: It still has like its crazy moments too, where there's like a lot of visually interesting things going on. Like I don't think like it does. It's not drawn the same, but it has like the same vibe.
0: Yeah. Um, they do a very Aqua Teen thing in this show where the characters will just like slide around sometimes. Like I noticed that King Star King just kind of like slides up the stairs whenever he has to walk upstairs, which is funny. Um, but yeah, the, a big thing like in this episode a Running Joke is that Jeff Bezos just loves like talking about Popeyes, which I think is very funny because when you watch Adult Swim on cable, every commercial break is a Popeyes commercial without fail. Like every single one. Something else, yeah, I do notice a lot of the
1: Popeyes ads. Something that they used to do a lot of, which I'm not sure if they do very much anymore, is those the truth anti-vaping ads. And when they were advertising the special, there's a cigarette in it, and the cigarette is censored in the ad, but in the special it's uncensored.
0: I also noticed in the ad that like um whenever the word Amazon is written, it is censored. So I think I think advertising just has different rules. But, um, I do love how they, they, they're like, yeah, Jeff Bezos, Amazon, like Alexa, Alexa, Amazon Prime, fucking, um, like they use the Being logo. Security. Yeah, they use the logo, which is fucking awesome. I just, I love it. I love that, um, they're just straight up like, no, this is Amazon and he's an asshole and Kingstar King is going to fucking murder him. But, um, they make Bezos like Southern for some reason, which is kind of funny. Um, i like the weird logic of of like there's like it's like a cockroach and also like that turns into like a goo that he snorts to like transfer between like the normal zone and the crud zone is that is that what it is yeah and I, i i really like that i think it's i think the internal logic there is cool um so the big thing in this episode is unfortunately hank waffles has been recast to be justin roiland which sucks and I did not hear it at all the first time, but I had my volume very low.
1: The first time I watched it, I thought he sounded exactly the same as he used to, but re-watching it, knowing he was Justin Roiland, I could kind of hear it, but it sounds it sounds almost unique because everyone gives Justin Roiland the thing is he only does two voices. He does, like, the Morty Lemon Grab voice, and he does the Rick voice, and then Hank Waffle's voice almost doesn't sound like that Morty voice.
0: Yeah, he finally unlocked the third voice, and it was, like, and also, this is probably his last appearance on Adult Swim, if you think about it. Like, this is the last time we'll probably hear, like, hear his voice in a new thing on Adult Swim, which is fucking crazy. Like, it's not the Rick and Morty finale. It's the fucking Kingstar King special, which is crazy. That's, like, the last time we'll hear him on Adult Swim. Good, though, because fuck him. But, um... Yeah, and this one, gerbils can now talk, which is funny, because, like, they just kind of changed the rules for him. Um, and him and Pooza do more than they usually do in this special because they have their own subplot. Because, like, before, there was kind of, like, a long for the ride, and they never really did anything. But here, like, um... Kingstar King and Hank Waffles go back to the normal zone to go fight Jeff Bezos and save their um, – and save King Star King's family. And then, like, um, Pooza and Durables have to run the Waffle zone, which they immediately, like, don't care about at all. And they're just, like, watching Blue Bloods. Um, I fucking love the line reading because, like, every character in this show is very exaggerated, very high-pitched. Everyone's always screeching all the time. And then Pooza comes out. And he's like, like, what are you doing? We have to make waffles. Oh, you watching Blue Bloods? Like, he, like he, the way his voice just, like, drops and he says it very normally is so funny to me. Like, I also...
1: Go ahead. I also like the bit where the angry mob breaks down the door to the kitchen and then they notice the TV. And one of the members of the angry mob is
0: like, is that Blue Bloods? And then another one's just like, fuck Blue Bloods. And they break the TV. Yeah. I love the angry mob. They're so funny like just like i've been waiting over an hour that's almost 60 minutes you bitch like the the entire like angry crowd is so funny they also burn down hank waffles which like doesn't stick because we see it again at the end of the episode but it's funny how often it gets just like destroyed but um so yeah there's a part after they get back to the normal zone where they have to fight god star god and this is where we were talking about earlier where we i can't we can't tell if like, what's going on here, because he makes, like, multiple references to Godstar God being, like, his best friend, but, like, Godstar God fucking hates him, and is more of, like, his boss than anything in the pilot, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's the one that banishes him and wipes his memory, so he's the reason that he's a fry cook.
0: Yeah, like, it's the way they did, like, I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I always thought, like, I missed something, but no, they just kind of, like, changed it, so... Godstar God has been rebooted, so now he's like kind of his friend, but not really, because he does get hired by Amazon to like kill him. But um, also, something I noticed is how much time do you think passed in the normal zone while Kingstar King was back in the crud zone? Because he's only he's only in the crud zone for like probably like twenty minutes before he went back. But how much time do you think passed?
1: Um. Maybe a couple months or a year because there's the line that he has when he sees his family again, like "Look how you've grown." And even though they didn't draw them to look any different, it's like implied because of the line.
0: Yeah, and um, I love I love Hank Waffles clowning on Jeff Bezos by calling him bozos. Um, and he's and he brings King Star King in and like a box full of Popeye's chicken that he pops out of and beats the shit out of him. Um, did you laugh at him going, Alexa, beta uprising now? Because that made me fucking lose my mind. Yeah.
1: Something yeah. Go ahead. Something else I noticed is Hank Waffles does the most in this special out of anything in the series where he shoots the like cherries or whatever that defeat God star god and then he also brings the box to Jeff Bezos.
0: Yeah, like he he tries. He 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 tries on this one. But yeah, um him this hearing the words Beta Uprising now on television is fucking insane and I loved it. It was so funny, but um so yeah, this ends with they kill Jeff Bezos and then Kingstar King moves his family to the crud zone and they're just kind of like horrified but then also um cuz Puza ma- uh, G- gerbils made Puza into a waffle and sent him over to um Donnie Wahlberg so Donnie Wahlberg fucked him and created like babies and so he wasn't going to pay child support so Kingstar King goes to fucking murder him for not paying child support and the family just kind of like tags along and that's just like the ending but um they changed this though, as we learned, because this is it. this was a Christmas special that aired in February because the original ending was something different, but they changed it to keep it more open ended because they want to make adults. Kind of implied they want to make more, which is crazy. Like, um, but yeah, the entire family now lives in the crud zone who's uh, immediately eats his babies and then that's the that's the end of the special and so that's like i guess the setup is now kingstar king has a family but also still does like his normal kingstar king stuff which is awesome i'm very excited for this
1: Something I'm wondering is if Jeff Bezos is going to come back, because if you look in the background, when he's, like, reuniting with his family and hugging all of them, and, like, Hank waffles at their feet, you can see his head, like, crawls out of the room.
0: Yeah, I noticed that, this, I noticed that, because I've, I've seen the special three times, and the third time was a couple hours ago, that's when I noticed that, it was like, oh, wait, his head's, like, getting away, so I do, I would fucking love Jeff Bezos, the recurring antagonist, um, in this show but yeah do you have anything do you have anything that we forgot to mention about king star king you want to talk about
1: uh not that i can think of we were covered a lot
0: yeah we talked the shit out of this show um so i'm gonna do some. i'm gonna do some plugs um you can follow us on twitter on at owls only pod and you can also follow swimpedia on twitter they did a great interview with christy Caracas about like ball masters that everybody should read so follow at swimpedia on Twitter. Um follow me on Instagram at adult at adult underscore swim underscore merch underscore archive. Do you want to plug anything or no? Um my Twitter is Micromasta,
1: but the actual at is Mastamicro because somebody like I don't know how this happened because my username is like a reference to a Parappa the Rappa song and someone else, I guess, thought of the same thing, but they don't use their account. It's just like been locked for years. But if you want to follow me, that's mine. I mostly just like retweet things that I find funny or cool. I don't do a lot of like posting myself.
0: All right. Yeah, so... I think – I don't know when this is going to come out, but I feel like – I think the next one I'm going to be recording is either you and I are going to do 12 Ounce Mouse or I'm going to be doing Smiling Friends with one of my other friends. But um, all right. So see you next time. See ya.